Welcome, friends. We are back. It is episode four of the Pride on Ice podcast. I am Reed. I'm here, ready to talk some hockey. Claire is here. Carter is making another appearance on the pod. Claire, how are we doing? We are doing great on this afternoon. That's that's great to hear. How is how's Carter? Let's have a Carter update because Carter is now a returning guest on the pod. Yes, Carter is, you know, she's been having a rough time. She's been eating. I think she ate something on the street. We've been having some diarrhea, but that's okay. She's doing better now. Lots of baths. You know, she smells great. Good. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for that very detailed update. I should have known asking you that I would get a detailed update. I can go into more detail if you want, but I think I'd refrain. Yeah, for the sake of our listeners, I think we should probably not get into any more detail on that. But um, yeah, thank you. I know we all send our well wishes to Carter and hope that she feels better soon. Thank you. Well, I would like to say that I think uh, two game weekends should be illegal. It's not enough hockey. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Claire, but I felt a little a little shortchanged this weekend with only two go for games. But I think again, this week, it makes sense to start with the women. They had, they played actually. And then yeah, I agree with you. If they're going to have game, at least give them the good time. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, though, I actually, I actually really like that 2 PM Saturday slot. You can mm-hmm. kind of just swing down to swing down to Ritter, watch the game. And then your Saturday mm-hmm. night's open. It's, it's kind of lovely. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Pacific time, so it's kind of early. Not early, but you know, it's like the middle of your day. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain. Well, uh, the go for women. Uh, another yeah. another sweep. Another two wins. Friday Friday afternoon. It was a Friday at three p.m. Uh, that game was eleven to nothing. I don't really have a ton to talk about in that game. Um, Gophers scored a lot. I don't really think that was a true reflection of that Mankato team. And we said coming into the weekend, Mankato had played four tight games against UMD and Ohio State. I think that was just a weird game on Friday. Just kind of weird. Uh, Saturday, great shutout. great shutout. Yeah, shutout for shutout for Skyler Vetter, and we'll we'll get to that. I think we might be starting to see some some um, signs of where this goalie competition is going to end up um but yeah 11 to nothing lots of people scored on friday it was a good game saturday i was there saturday was a little tighter good crowd at ritter the band was at ritter it was really really great atmosphere i was really impressed with the first period claire i thought the gophers played really well really strong they scored three goals mankato was better um mankato got one at the end though and it ended three to one. I was really impressed with the puck movement of the Gophers. I was also impressed with their transition play. There are a couple plays that I'll, I'll highlight a clip tomorrow. A uh, lots of, lots of good puck possession. They weren't just dumping pucks in or, or losing the pucks at the blue line. They were turning back, holding on to the puck and attacking with speed in that first period. So I was, I was really impressed. I thought things got a little wild in the second, uh, some longer shifts, some uh, offensive zone blue line turnovers, some weird aggressive D play. 
and the game got tight. I'm wondering, Claire, where do you think that comes from? The D were, were like very aggressive, like too much too aggressive, and it cost them a lot of odd man rushes. Where does that come from? I I don't know. And then the odd man rushes were just, some of them were played very out of character. I thought like the D, the, the, sorry. Thank you, Carter. Thank you, Carter. Um, The D, the D that was, you know, just the, the D left was just kind of made a weird, like over aggressive step on like a two on one. And you're like, you know how to play a two on one. Like you should, I I don't know. Maybe it's because they did score three goals in the first period and they won by 11 the day before. I just was agree with you. I was kind of shocked at some of the mistakes that were being made. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think. Especially by like a veteran decor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you feel like this. I think it's really hard for me to watch this team and remember that this is like their fourth game this year. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know if baggage is the right word, but like it, it, it feels like more of a continuation from last from, season. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. last season and like some of these mistakes that I think maybe we saw towards the end of last season. And so maybe some of it's because it's their fourth game, but some of it I'm with you I, I have no explanation for it it just was it just was really weird I mean just like simple stuff we had one one d on the blue line in the offensive zone they're just like so spread out that, mm-hmm. a, that a Mankato forward gets the puck and is able to just split them mm-hmm. and, and we've got two-on-ones coming the other way yeah it was very out of out of character. I mean, the positive is, is that they were able to find a way to win. I think, you know, if you do that against a better team where it's harder to score, it probably doesn't, it probably doesn't turn out this well. I think you're right though. It is only the fourth game feels like the 20th. Right. So I think you do have a good point there. Yeah. I'm wondering too, what you make of we saw I thought it was kind of weird I think it was in the third period um uh, Michaela Paul started the the second game and I thought looked pretty fine uh she made some good saves and none of the goals that she allowed I believe she allowed four all four none of them were terrible I thought the the last one looked a little soft to me but after that last one went in um Coach Brad Frost pulled Paul and brought Skylar Vetter back in to, to sort of finish out the third period. I thought it was a very strange time to pull her. I was wondering what you thought about that, Claire. And maybe it means that that Vetter is is the is the candidate or the person that's gonna play when these games get a little tougher. I thought that was very odd. She, I'm, I'm just looking right now. Michaela Paul only faced 18 shots, but I, I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think most of the goals were soft at all. I don't think it warranted being pulled. If, if, if she was solely pulled on a, your performance basis, if it was to kind of be like, Hey, wake up. 
to the team, okay, but it just didn't really make sense to me. I thought she looked good. Um, I, th- I think more of the problem was the, the overaggression of the rest of the team, leaving her kind of high out to dry. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see as as things move forward. But I don't think I don't think she played bad at all. I thought she looked good. Yeah, two things. I think neither Claire or I played goalie, but I would imagine that type of game is quite a tough game where you're not facing a ton of shots, but a lot of them are coming on uh, two on ones Uh, on odd numbered rushes. They're, they're Mm -hmm. coming sort of in, in waves at weird times. And then you're going long stretches without having to make a save, which seems like a, like an issue. Mm -hmm. And number two was, I agree with you. At first, I kind of thought, well, is this sort of like a wake-up call? But it felt like a weird time for a wake-up call because there were multiple times in the second period where they were allowing goals. And it felt like if you're going to pull the goalie as a quote-unquote wake-up call, which I kind of don't like. Neither do I. That would have been the time to do it, though. Not mid-third where it felt like the game was kind of already over. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what was going on there, but we'll keep a look at that because it, it maybe it's indicating that Vetter is going to be Vetter's going to be the one to to start the big games at least to start the year. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I think both have looked solid. I've had no issue with either of them. I think the last goal that Paul gave up was a little soft, but nothing like terrible, terrible. I mean, it's the second, second start they have had this year. So agreed. Finally, I'm, I have another, another question for you, Claire. I'm wondering how much you read into these games, right? I know, I know since we're not supposed to scoreboard watch, but since it's the start of the year, it's kind of all we can do. The Gophers have scored 20 goals last weekend 20 goals yeah 20 goals against a team that allowed that lost 3-2 and 2-0 to UMD what so they allowed 5 goals in a weekend against UMD and the Gophers put 20 on Mankato this weekend also that Mankato team played tight games with Ohio State as we had talked about in in the preview podcast i'm struggling to know what to, what to make of that. What do you, what do you think in terms of, as we're continuing to sort of ramp up into the tough part of the early schedule, do you think that's a big deal? Do you think it's not a big deal? They're able to score, but I'm more me personally, more interested in the power play penalty kill, right? Because if you're able to score this much against a team, you want your power play to also score. And I, I don't think they got a power play goal on Saturday. I do think it, it, it bodes well, but I think it will be interesting to see when they play these tougher teams, when it's not going to be so high scoring, you know, you can't, you're not going to want to give up four goals against Ohio state or UMD or Wisconsin. Yeah. So I think it, I think it'll be interesting hopefully means we'll score a lot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Speaking of power play penalty kill, um, there was a 
penalty kill goal they gave up on Saturday. It was the first goal. It was a bad penalty. It's just a silly penalty to take up three to nothing. For some reason, he keeps uh, Coach Brad Frost keeps putting Emma Connor out on the penalty kill, which I thought was really weird. That's the only shifts that she was getting. Didn't really make a ton of sense to me as to why you would sit her on the bench and then only play here on the penalty kill. I have no idea what the rationale would be for that. But on that Mankato power play goal, it was it was a really nice goal for them. They made two passes through the seam and basically had a had a girl on the back door for a one-time tap and it was really nice, but it was not not the best sort of penalty kill that I had ever seen. And so as as you've talked about repeatedly, Claire, I think you're right. Like keeping an eye on their special teams, on their power play, on their penalty kill, those are going to be important against big teams. You wanna be clicking on those things against everybody you're playing. So we'll see how that looks um, coming into the coming into the weekend against against a St. Cloud team who they play this weekend. It's another uh, home and home. They'll be in St. Cloud Friday night, back at Ritter Saturday afternoon. Just a little deep dive on St. Cloud. They were finished seventh of eight teams in the WCHA last year. They are two and four on the year this year. Two wins over Claire's old alma mater, RPI. Claire, oh how do you feel? Are you, are you really into oh, this series? Good. Are you really into this series because St. Cloud swept your alma mater? How do you feel? Wasn't the most passionate engineers fan. <laughs> what, was the, um, what was the mascot for RPI? Oh, so a STEM school, right? Engineering school. The mascot was or is the engineers, but their only D1 sport is hockey. And for hockey, they had this mascot that was called Puckman. I know, very gender neutral. And Puckman, this mascot costume did not have eyes in it. It was a literal puck with a hat on it that had the RPI school logo. And it did not have eyes. So it was walked around with guides. <laughs> and it was just like abysmal. Um, yeah, that's incredible. I, mean, it, I think it, it is like a me, it, memeable. You know, the school's a meme. It's a it, Puck Man is a meme. Yeah. If anyone wants to fund a Pride on Ice pod road trip, I think Claire and I need to go out to Troy and go no, see not. Puck Man and go see a game. Uh, at RPI. That would be a blast. You could not pay me money to go to Troy, New York. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, Um, that was a fun little detour. Good for St. Cloud. Go Huskies. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know much about the RPI women's hockey team. Um, That's that's okay. That's okay. St. Cloud has lost four WCHA games a 5-2 and a 6-2 to Ohio State, and then a 5-2 and a 3-2 in overtime against Wisconsin. Fairly close games against two of the top teams in the nation. And I do think we should point out that they did finish seventh last year, but the WCHA is the most competitive conference. So yeah, it doesn't really, you know. I agree. It's not an accurate depiction of their skill and talent. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, things to watch this weekend. I'm thinking it'll probably be a sweep. I'm interested to see what the games look like. Are we going to, I don't expect another 11 to zero blowout. Like we got last Friday, I would expect them to be closer. I'm really intrigued by the goalie situation. Are we splitting them again? Are we, are we going both better? Are we pulling people? What, what's going on with the goalies? I'm a little intrigued by that. And then also what kind of games are we getting? Like I said, are we going to get a blowout or close games? I'm expecting, expecting closer games. And then also the power play penalty kill special teams. What does it look like? Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see PK, PP. Um, I think like you mentioned, there were some dumb penalties last weekend. And I think, I think it'll be a sweep, but I think, split the goalies again i mean why why not i agree i agree before we wrap up the women's talk can we just talk about can we did talk you about google puck man no i did not google puck man but we can put a picture of puck man somewhere on our on our instagram and twitter i just wanted to mention abby murphy going backhand shelf to start the game on saturday and then also with like a minute left on a penalty kill puck got dumped murphy won a race just walked to the goalie off a weird bounce and scored and then like went full selly like the length of the offensive zone in a nine to four game with like 30 seconds left I was like I respect I respect the commitment to just riling up the other team I respect it Honestly, if I was that good at anything I would selly like that yeah so. I agree all right well let's let's talk about the men, um, I should say the, the number one ranked team in the nation, the number one team ranked in the nation, you, question we, mark. Can, can we just, can we just take a, a moment to, to mention that UMass Amherst swept Denver. You. Yeah. UMass Amherst uh, swept Denver, which is wild. Uh, Matt Koopman got a goal Shout out in the Saturday Shout game. Out. Shout out Berkshire Bears. Shout out Matt Koopman. <laughs> kind of wild. Um, Go off. I couldn't believe that. UMass yeah, I, Amherst. I saw it on Twitter and I kind of thought it was a joke. I mean, not that they're – obviously they've been consistently – good for years but I I didn't think they were just I'm I'm shocked yeah no that's a good expect them to sweep Denver I haven't I haven't seen Denver play but Denver's good they they, yeah Denver's good yeah no roster they play their systems well I mean reigning national champions yeah. No, yeah, UMass Amherst, that's a good hockey team. But to to sweep Denver, that's that's pretty and, wild. And to have a shutout right on Saturday. That right. was when I saw that I was like, okay. That was a real okay. that, that was a real all of our besties were in that game. Casey shout out Casey Dornbach on Denver. Shout out Tristan Bros on Denver. Everybody, all of our besties were in that game. The bestie boy bosses. Yeah. 
Um, also, some other wild scores while the Gophers, uh, Gopher men weren't playing. Mankato swept UMD uh, three yes. to two and then six to nothing. So I, Mankato is a good hockey team, as, as we thought. I was kind of shocked by that. Um, just with how like gritty UMD is. Um, but I, again, haven't seen any of their games this year. I think they lost a decent amount of, of people. They were um, ranked number four though, I think. Oh, wow. Or five, maybe. Wow. 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 Yeah. I, I saw that too. And I was like, I mean, Mankato looked good, but they didn't look like sweep. Yeah. UMD good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Again, though, I feel like it's so early in the season, it's hard to be like, you know, if this is happening in February, it'd be like, oh, shit. Right. Um, I agree. But since it's October, it's kind of like, well, you know. Yeah. There's still a- teams, I would be shocked if some of these teams weren't in the top 20, but you mean you never know. So, yeah, agreed. Um, so the go, yeah, as, as Claire mentioned, the Gophers kind of backed their way, I guess, into a number one ranking with the number one team the week before Denver getting, getting swept, uh, our upcoming series with North Dakota, North Dakota's coming off, not a great weekend. They tied Quinnipiac five, five, and then lost six to two to Quinnipiac on Saturday. So the Gophers are going to be taking on a North Dakota team coming off a loss, which I don't love. Before we before we talk about the series, Claire, I'm wondering North Dakota and the University of Minnesota, if if you don't know, is probably one of the, if not the biggest rivalry from our childhoods mm-hmm. from the, the old WCHA days. Do you have mm-hmm. any do you have any memories from from those games that you feel like sharing from, from our childhood? Joe Finley. (laughs) Joe Finley pulling people out of the handshake line and trying to fight them. Yes. I remember the Red Baron WCHA, was it final five? Yeah. Being just kind of horrified as a small child, (laughs) the things that were being said. (laughs) Um, Those North Dakota fans crazy yeah. and also you know i will i i do just have to say this because why not on uh, equality um the lamaru twins at north dakota north dakota now no longer has a women's program i believe the lamaru twins actually played at the u as well but um north dakota does not have a women's division one hockey team neither does michigan any any school in the state of Michigan. I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, but read. It is wild. It is wild. Those North Dakota teams were good too. Yeah. And that's just like a massive hockey oh, school. Rocco Grimaldi. Rocco Grimaldi, TBT. Uh, uh, my my most iconic memory, I think, maybe it's tied. The Blake Wheeler goal in the final five was pretty iconic. I also, Claire, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I can probably share this now. Miss Paulson probably can't get in trouble anymore. That's probably not even her name anymore. I bet her, like we had these things called intelligence dollars in fifth grade where Mm -hmm. that you would get if like you did good things in class. And I bet her like a lot of them that 
on, on like a gopher North Dakota game because she, I think she went to the university of North Dakota and I lost the gophers got blown out. It was terrible. So I had to wear a North Dakota hockey sweatshirt all day in fifth grade. And it was, it was sad, but it was fun. I had, I had a good time, but I lost the bet. That's incredible raid. It seems a little wild that I was betting my teacher in fifth grade, but like I said, Miss Paulson is probably doing something else. It's fine. She's not going to get in trouble. Um, you know what else I, I forgot about. What's that? Was it Seth Ambrose that scored that goal with like seconds left in the frozen floor? Oh, Claire, 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 Claire. It was not Seth Ambrose. It, it was Blake Wheeler. No, it was Justin it Hall. Was Justin Hall. There you go. Toronto Maple Leaf. I knew it was Justin Hall. Defenseman Justin Hall. Justin Hall or Seth Ambrose. I was like, that's before, or that was after Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, Some great moments. Here for the Frozen Four, I, I rewatched that game to mentally prepare. I think it's it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. I do think it's interesting since these teams don't play each other as often. Yeah. So I, I was doing a little, doing a little look into North Dakota. Cause you're right. They used to play four times a year. Now it's not very often North Dakota, <laughs> this team for North Dakota, from what I can tell looks to lack some of the skill that they maybe had when their top line was TJ Oshie, Jonathan Taves and Ryan Duncan, (laughs) which was absolutely wild. Um, Yeah, they're old, Claire. I mean, they look more like Mankato than you would think. It's it's a lot of guys that you've just like heard their names forever. Gavin Hain. You remember Gavin Hain? I I wrote Gavin Hain's name down on our plan for today's episode. And I just wrote, I miss Blake McLaughlin. The Grand Rapids Thunderhawks. Yeah. Uh, Mark Senden, who I think was from Wyzetta. Yeah. His fifth year. Uh, They do have a kid named Jackson Blake, who, if you remember Jason Blake, I think that's his kid. Mm -hmm. He's a, he's a first year. He was really good in the USHL and it looks like he's put up some points in their first couple games. He's, I would, I think he's kind of their most skilled young kid. And mm-hmm. then they also have, uh, if you remember Drew DeRitter from mm-hmm. Michigan state, I think. Right. Oh, their goalie. oh, shit. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. I forgot that they, they hit the portal and they got one of the top goalies. Yeah. From the portal. He's good. Yeah. So I, I kind of think this will look a lot like Minnesota state. And, you know, the thing about the Gophers playing Mankato at Mariucci, the freshmen, the speed, they've got a little more space on the big ice. I think both of these games being at Mariucci will really help the Gophers and will really be a positive for them. Uh, Again, the questions for me are what do those freshmen look like? You know, it's another big stage at Mariucci. They haven't played in a week, which stresses me out what are those freshmen going to look like? And I kind of think, I kind of think North Dakota is going to win on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. That's going to be an upset North Dakota team. Those first 10 minutes are going to be important for the Gophers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a battle for sure. Especially having a week off that usually never seems to bode well for, for a team. Um, Especially I feel like so early in the year. Yeah. But I do think hopefully since it's such a great rivalry, people will be excited. Hopefully the students 
pack pack Mariucci. Yeah, it I sounds like it, yeah, it sounds like Mariucci's going to be jumping. It looks like it's almost completely full, so it's going to be amazing. That'll it's going to be, be a great. great atmosphere. Yeah, and I think it'll be good for the freshmen to get exposure to that atmosphere. Yep. This early in the year. Yep. Um, I agree with you. I think it'll be a split. Um, I think it'll c- kind of come down to right, like PP PK. Yep. Um, are we making smart decisions? Hopefully. Yeah. It's going to be hard to score. De Ritter is solid, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't didn't the Gophers almost lose to Michigan State last year? I think so. And well, I, I want to say that he, you know, is yeah. solid, so. Well, yeah, it's going to be the same thing against – it's going to be the same thing as it was against Mankato and as it was against – or as it will be against good teams this year, right? Like, how are those young forwards going to play if they create a lot of chances and are playing well? Gophers will be good. If, if they're not, we're going to be leaning on those D and, and Justin close to sort of keep, keep them in it. I think. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be, it'll be a good test of for the freshmen to like keep your composure because they'll probably be down at points. Right. And things might get chippy. Um, But in these like big rivalry scenarios, you got to stay level-headed and not kind of let the game get away from you like the big 10 final game last year against Michigan where the wheels kind of fell off I think it'll be a good test for both the freshmen and honestly the the returners yeah yeah I've been impressed I think as 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 of so far the freshmen have not nobody's really backed down from anything nobody really seems like the the moment is too big for them I do think the outcomes in these games is going to depend a lot on how they're called. If they're mm-hmm. called tight and it's going to be a lot of power plays, a lot of penalty kills both ways. I think that favors the Gophers mm-hmm. giving, giving their speed and skill a little more room and time. If they kind of let it, if there's a lot of grabbing, a lot of clutching, a lot of slowing down of the play, that's, that's going to favor North Dakota sort of the more they can get away with, I think the better for them. Agreed. I think, again, as as I guess we've mentioned every every time, the physicality piece will be interesting too. Um, I mean, the Gophers were able to kind of match Mankato at times. I think you know, if Stodiker, if he's playing, that'll help. We don't really know what's going on. Um, if not, they seemed fine last week. Um, but again, against like a huge rivalry, it'd be nice to have some more <laughs> like veteran, I don't know, grit. Presence, yeah, grit. Yeah, like I, if, it'll yeah. be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to know what's going on there. Yeah, well, with the week off, if he's not playing, it, like it, it can't be an injury. I think we should, yeah, we'll try to keep an eye on that. I wonder if we can find that. Somebody's got to have some information on this. It's very strange. It also, though, seems very odd to me that a, a three-year starter would all of a sudden not be playing. Right, I agree. And they're not really being any word about it. Yeah. All right, Claire, let's, before we get out of here, let's make some predictions. What do you think? What do you got for this weekend? Uh, women sweeping men splitting the men gonna win on friday or saturday honestly i think maybe friday 
you know, maybe okay. they come out hard and then they kind of get complacent on Saturday. Okay. Also, because I know you're going to say they're going to lose Friday. <laughs> you, that's what you think I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say the women sweep. I'm going to say the women sweep and not, neither of them are close. Taylor Heisey hat trick on Saturday. Okay. The men Friday, Saturday, they're going to sweep them. You think I'm going to say North Dakota is going to win a game? Heck no. Number one ranked Gophers are going to come out and just put a foot down. And they're going to say, we are the best team in college hockey. We're going to sweep North Dakota out of Mariucci. Cue the battle hem of the Republic. Cue the brooms. Cue the stick tap on Saturday. Let's go. It's going to happen. I honestly feel like a horrible fan now for saying that they'll split. I mean, this is more of a heart pick here than a head pick, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Thank you again, Claire. This has been great. Carter, you've been fantastic. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We got some more clips coming this week and always. Claire. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to see a picture of the infamous Puck Man. Oh, you'll just you'll just have the to greatest, follow to find out. The greatest institution. <laughs>